Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Ben Vanell. I don't see anybody else here. I don't know how to do the rest. <laughs> um, that's our new intro. We're going to play that every single week. <laughs> the exact same style. Except um, different songs every time. <laughs> Gangster's Paradise is next week. Yes. Uh, welcome to uh, this episode of Aria Talking to Me. What episode are we up to now? Four? Four. Yeah. Four. Yeah. But yeah. episode five of the show, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Uh, thank you, people who've been commenting and, and messaging and emailing and stuff and saying nice things. We appreciate it. It's nice to know that we're talking about this to other people as well as to each other. Uh, lots of people are, yeah, uh, watching along and uh, hey to everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, I watched this episode, episode five, The Wolf and the Lion, last night. I watched it today. And I really liked it. I think it's a really good episode. I th- thought differently. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I just thought it kind of... Uh, I mean, I guess in the context of having watching watched the rest of the show, but like a little wheel spinny. This is the first kind of... Which there are many episodes of this where yeah. it like... It's like that Dragon Ball Z thing, if you remember that show. Yeah. Where they would kind of fight... And then at the end of the episode, they'd say, and now more powerful, and we'll fight again the next episode. Yeah, So right. it was like, oh, so that fight you just had was a meaningless fight. Yeah, but I like the... I don't think all the fights in this episode were meaningless. Uh, I think that there were some... Maybe it is because we've already watched the show, mm. for you, that you already know these characters. But I think putting myself in the context of never having seen it, this reveals a lot about the characters... That we wouldn't have known yet, but it does do that. But I wonder if it does it in a way that it doesn't progress them at the same time. If it just ex- ex- exposits on them, yeah, without uh, moving them. But we'll go through it and, and see whether my <laughs> pretty underthought opinion of it is correct or not. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, this episode starts with Ned, King Eddard. No, not King, Lord Eddard Stark. Big um, Ned Stark, I believe he's called. <laughs> That's it. Uh, he walks into a tent, and lo, who is there but dead Sir Hugh from yeah. the past episode? He's not high. He's <laughs> no. low on a table. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, the, the he got very jousted. <laughs> yeah, by the mountain. And now he is a corpse. Yeah. And Ned, again, being very... Who gives a fuck who hears about my crazy conspiracy theories <laughs> yeah. in this? Like, to the point where people are like, hey, buddy, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And he's like, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So he he's talking to Barristan Selmy. Mm. Uh, and yeah, so he's asking, like, or he's saying, like, who, why would, 
Why did he joust against the mountain? Who organises this stuff? Who? And Barristan's like, oh, they uh, draw straws. He's like, ah, but who holds the straws? It's like, <laughs> doesn't matter, cunt. That's a point of straws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless, like, yeah, there's no way to rig it. Or, But that's not kind of not the point because Hugh is dead. And the mountain just likes killing people, I think. Yeah. Um, which maybe is the perfect cover. But they kind of, yeah, they, they back, go back and forth on that. Ned is basically saying, like, yeah, I suspect treason. And the, like, n- nuns and nurses are like, who is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> um, just staring at the floor because they don't want to be involved. And then, yeah, they walk out. And then there's a bit of a, a back and forth between Ned and Barristan about how they are on the same side now where they had been in battles past where they were on opposite sides. But never and, fought. And Ned's just other. like... Thank fuck, I never had to fight you. Yeah, bro, you're tough for an old, old man. He's, he looks old, but he cut, yeah, he looks tough. He looks like he's killed about a thousand people. <laughs> um, and Barristan remembers Ned's dad and brings up, like, it's really bad what the Mad King did. And Ned's like, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, crazy jousting today, huh? What about that <laughs> yeah. uh, man? Get What's over there? <laughs> size of that lance. Boy, you'd think it was a uh, big lance. Yeah. So Ned moves on quickly. Barristan seems like a good dude as well. Yeah, he seems okay. We we kind of have got that by now. And from that p- previous episode where he was like putting up with Robert's weird uh, boasting about killing people, yeah. he just seems like a, a, a straight up and down kind of guy. And then Robert continuing to be a bit of a dick here, a bit yeah. of a dick, like a massive dick to Lancel in particular. Yeah. Lancel Lannister. Yeah. Big Lancel Lancet Lannister. <laughs> yeah. Who seems... Like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like Robert is being a dickhead, but Lancel is like, you just want to, you want to punch him. <laughs> oh, he seems like a real like upper crust dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, Robert and Ned are doing that thing where Ned can make jokes about him being fat, mm-hmm. but nobody mm-hmm. else can, and all of that. Well, and it's happened a few times where Ned will say something, Robert will look like he's going to be angry, and then he'll burst out laughing. Yeah, <laughs> it's happened like four times. That's pro- that. That'd be a fun way to only laugh. To every single time you <laughs> yeah. were going to laugh, look angry for a few seconds, and go ha ha. It's a very kingly thing to totally, do. Totally, because everyone gets really tense, and then they release the tension. Yeah, um. maybe that's the key. I'm yeah, going to watch right. every politician laugh. Oh, yeah. The manner in which that You don't see them laugh often, but mm. when they do, I'm going to watch how they do it. Okay. Emulate them and psychopathically <laughs> take over the world. So, um, Robert's really keen to joust. He wants to fight. He feels frustrated. Like, he, he's clearly yeah. frustrated. He's just, like, kind of a bit drunk as well. He's making Ned drink wine during the middle of the day. They they go into that a little bit more later in the episode mm. as well of mm. like he just keeps wanting to go out and hunt because he likes killing but he's not allowed anymore yes because he's meant to be the king yeah yeah and so Ned is just making the point of like you can't fight you can't joust in this because people will let you win you yeah. are the king and Robert's like I thought being the king was gonna be fun and it's not <laughs> it's actually awful in every way yeah what well, says fucking you know jumping around in the room with 12 girls King Robert like yeah. oh I can't remember what he said but it's like let me show you my king dick or yeah, whatever <laughs> totally oh life's so hard I know and like he's literally just sitting around all day every day getting fed wine he was getting dressed by his you know but that is probably awful I guess like I guess in, in so. a different way to but if you if you like him are just a bit of a rebel yeah yeah a soldier I guess yeah that's that's it he was a, a rebellious young dude yeah. who wanted to like fix what was wrong with the world and now he's just getting fat drinking wine um but uh yeah that's i think that's that scene ned's yeah. just like 
Ned. It seems like Ned is about to bring something up with him, like at several points in the scene, because he just he keeps looking concerned, and Ned, and he's like, you know, he keeps like kind of like pondering yeah. something. That's kind of his thing, though. He's a bit broody. Yeah, that's true. That's a very Stark thing. It's very Jon Snow. Totally. Um, and then wanting to do the right thing. That's it's Jon Snow and Ned Stark. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it felt to me like Ned was going to be like, look, buddy, you're you're my friend. I've got something to say to you. That is even worse than the things you're complaining about now. But then yeah. he just he just doesn't, and he just kind of goes like, "All right, see you, mate," <laughs> and walks out. Yeah, uh, to the continuing uh, joust. Yes, where uh, Solaris, who's Knight of the Flowers, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. Um, uh, Thingo Sansa is very taken with. Yes, and then, he's very he's a pretty boy. Yeah, shiny armor, real Heath Ledger looking motherfucker. Yes, real yes. nice tail. Absolutely. Here. Yeah, and hold on. <laughs> Oh, that's oh, a great point. It's those bloody flowers. I'm allergic. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they have <laughs> the the thing between he gives like a, a rose to Sansa and then like a pointed look to Renly. Yes, and then Renly and Littlefinger have this little back and forth. Oh, that's right. Where Renly's like, "Hey, Littlefinger, how's it feel being a dick?" And then Littlefinger's basically like, "Hey, Renly, how's it feel being gay?" Yeah, yeah. And it's he says, um, "Hey, Littlefinger." Uh, how's it feel having no friends? That's right. And he, then uh, Littlefinger says, how's it going to feel to have your friend later? You got no friends, you're gay, like the <laughs> year four argument. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're like betting and stuff as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, Yeah. and so Loris is kind of parading around. He looks like he's not a big dude, but uh, yeah, he's a, he's a flashy looking dude. Yeah. And then it turns out he's going to joust against the mountain, who we know just crushes people's faces. That's... Yeah. And so Sansa's like, oh no, what's his, he's gonna protect, gotta protect him, Ned, like he's gonna die. Pretty crazy of you to put a clip from the episode in there. <laughs> Daddy, you've gotta protect Sir Lawrence. Oh, another clip. <laughs> uh, and I don't really, I don't remember how I felt about this scene the first time I saw it, but I, I think you can kind of get from the, the way that it's all like kind of built up. So Loras must be pretty good. So a name like Knight of the Flowers, when someone has a something of the something, sure. that always suggests like, oh, you're a big deal. You're a big deal, and uh, he he wins. Yeah, <laughs> he he wins decisively. Pretty yeah, pretty readily. And yep. then the mountain is fucking pissed about it. Yeah, chops his he- horse's head clean half yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's I kind of wasn't sure what was going on because he's like he's like give him my sword, give him my sword, and it's like. Oh, so is he going to keep fighting? And then, yeah, he cuts the saw- the the horse's head off. And Littlefinger says something about the horse being in heat, and the Nine of the Flowers knew that, and like he, rode with a male or female horse. He, rode with, yeah, I think that might have been it, like a stud or something to distract, to distract them. it. He which... had horse come in his <laughs> helmet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't. It's that's like I feel like. You have to know about horses to really get that. I know jack shit about horses. Four legs and a weird face. Yeah, scariest animal on earth. I don't like them. Yeah, I, they I freak really, me out a little bit. I dislike them. Yeah. Uh, so the mountain's pissed off because of that. He's like, he must have realized he cheated. Loris cheated, and he. God, imagine somebody cheating in sport. It would never right? happen here in Australia. <laughs> it was horse horse tampering. Um, so yeah, the mountain goes for Loris. Like he just fucking goes for him. Yeah, and it it see everyone is like, there's that like gasp sound effect that's in everything that like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the crowd sound effect and everyone is yeah freaked out because the mountain looks like he's just gonna cut this guy in half yeah like he did to the horse, um and yeah Loris just basically is getting the shit beat out of him 
for like two swings, and then the hound jumps in. Yeah, and they have a little bit of a fight. Yep, with each other, you can tell there's a lot of history behind the fight too. Ooh, yes, you can feel that they're well because you've been told literally what the history between yeah. them is, but also yeah. they are acting in this show. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the king stands up and goes like, "Fucking cut it out!" Yeah, yeah. And the hound like you know bows immediately. The mountain nearly takes his head off and just kind of. Storms off. Yeah, that thing of the hound immediately bowing whilst there was a swing still like coming towards him yeah, yeah. is very telling of how he feels about honour and the king and all of that. Yes, yes. The, uh, yeah, I think you can already feel at this point that the hound is a pretty complex guy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I really like him as a character. Uh, so yeah, the mountain just, just storms off in a huff. And uh, we go to a different location. We pop into some uh, little little kind of uh, side street on the highway between, I guess, where would it have been from? Like halfway between Winterfell and King's Landing. Yes. And then to the east, towards the Erie, or to the west? I think the east, yeah. Oh, because he says the east road at some point, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Catelyn, Sir Roderick, the kind of old knight from Winterfell, uh, Bron, the mercenary from the tavern from the yep. previous episode, Tyrion, and then a bunch of uh, Winterfell soldiers, I guess. Some little fucking bard there already making up a song about Tyrion. Yes, that's right. Uh, I hated that dude for some reason. <laughs> it's, you're just yeah. making direct eye contact with the guy you're writing a song about yeah. is insane behaviour. <laughs> I, I hate that character... In in yeah in in any version of this where it's a guy making up a song about what's happening in front of him yeah it's like you're not cool improv is not cool <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so yeah they they're kind of I guess Catelyn's kind of like laying down the law and Tyrion's like I'm not I didn't why would I have done this why would I have ordered someone to kill Bran and used my own dagger that's fucking stupid like I'm not I'm not stupid I'm a lot of things but I'm not stupid. And then and they're kind of arguing, and then fucking bandits run in, and shit goes down. Yeah, they the bandits kill basically everyone. Yeah, uh, who survives? So I'm pretty sure they're just the main characters. I, I saw like a couple of guys limping around, but yeah, it's the main characters. And yeah, Catelyn's like about to get axed in the face, and Tyrion grabs a shield and. And he's like looking at the horses. He's like he's ready to go. He's ready to go. He got his uh, his you know his uh, his arms free. Catelyn cut his his ropes off, and he was like, "I'm I'm going. I'm jumping on one of those those horses that are in heat. Hopefully, and I'm getting the <laughs> hell out of here." But then he goes back and he saves Catelyn's life. Yeah, that's the first time he's ever killed someone too. Yeah, uh, yeah. which Bronn asks him about. Oh uh, yeah, makes a very crude joke that I do not approve of. <laughs> well, Terry, yeah, Bron says like, "Well, you, you, your first time you you've killed, killed you gotta fuck somebody. You gotta have a, you gotta fuck a woman." And Tyrion looks at Catelyn and says, "Well, I'm game if she is," which I think is worse than Bron. Uh, a little bit of road banter. <laughs> it's fine. I, uh, I didn't like it. I, I genuinely didn't like it. I was like, dude, I think that's it, gross. It, it shows a lot of Tyrion like just trying to blend in with whoever he's with. I feel right, like whatever right. company he keeps, he tries to sort of emulate them a little bit. Because sure. he's done that before with like uh, the dude at the wall like kind of went in with him and was mm. like, oh, some, I think I had a threesome or something. He was <laughs> right. making those sort of jokes. Yeah. But then when he's in the court, he's like, hello, la, la, la. True. And with, the, with his nephews and nieces, his real good uncle he's palling around jo- with him. And he's always a little bit, you know, Bawdy. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought it was particularly like 
Don't joke about fucking this woman. <laughs> she thinks you ordered her son to be killed. Man, there's bandits everywhere. There's bandits and there's banter. I guess that's... Bandits and banter. That's what Our that sister scene. podcast. <laughs> yes. That only talks about this episode again and again. Oh, it's, it's, the, best, it's the best podcast. Um, so, yeah, they, they kind of... Tyrion... It's not like he wins his freedom or even wins them over, but he's, he's you know, he's, sure, he's, he's done some good. Um, but they're still going to take him as a prisoner to uh, where they're going, which is the Eyrie. Um, but before that, we flash sideways to uh, back to Winterfell. Yeah, Paul Kelly is teaching Bran about the uh, <laughs> different areas. About this how dude, to make gravy. <laughs> <laughs> this dude fucking looks like Paul Kelly. He really does. He really does. And uh, he's learning about the houses and their different yes. slogans and shit, which is also very helpful for the viewer to be learning this at the same time. Totally. Literally pointing at the map and saying who lives there and what they are like. Yeah. Um, Bran, so- Bran is very uh, smart, clearly. He's very smart. He's also being smart. Yeah. He, he starts to become a little shit and uh, it seems to be getting an answer purposefully wrong. And then it turns out he he's focusing on his mum. He's thinking about his mum and he's annoyed that she, in his mind, abandoned the family by going south to, to King's Landing. When he was like, when he feels like he needed her the most. Yeah. Which he, she also kind of felt at first. Absolutely, And yeah. was convinced to go by Rob, sort of. No, Rob had to stay. Yeah. She did decide to go, I guess. Yeah. I think that she I, she felt the threat was, you know, so real and severe to their whole family, including Ned, who was, you know, down in King's Landing and didn't know all of this information. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was Obviously, it was clearly tough for her, but Bran is not taking it in his stride. He's He's pretty annoyed. And Theon's kind of making fun of him as well. Theon's there doing archery practice, being a dick. And that's <laughs> just, yeah, we just see more of his character, which is yeah. a dick. And then continuing that. Yeah, it, it, we see his dick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and him being a real dick to Roz, who's yeah. uh, the... What word do I use here? Do I use the, the Game of Thrones world term? I wrote sex worker in my notes. No, I mean woman. Should I use that <laughs> word? or No, uh, yeah. So Roz, who's, uh, she, we've seen her before. She's uh, having sex with Theon for cash. Yep. Keeps telling him, you better pay me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I don't want to pay. I'm a Greyjoy. I'm a great Greyjoy. Yeah. I'm not a ward. And she's like, motherfucker, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. He he thinks he's great. He th- He's being like this arrogant guy. Who is, you know, rooting and tooting. Yeah. <laughs> and Man, he's fucking tooting a lot as well. Like, he is <laughs> running his mouth every time we've seen him of like, yeah. I'm the best. Everyone else sucks. Yeah, I forgot that he was like this. And really? people keep telling him, like, dude, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You're, you're this lame prisoner here. Just simmer down, basically. Yeah. You're, not, you're not the worst guy. You're not Joffrey. But you're being a dick. Yeah. Just stop being a dick, and then everything will be fine. But clearly, the the whole thing of him being a ward of the Starks and not at home with the Greyjoys is a sore spot for him. Yes, totally. It seems to like underpin his whole attitude, yeah. even when it's not being overtly addressed. It's just who he is. He feels like he's got something to prove, and he's annoyed at the situation he's in. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought that was a, an interesting scene. 
Uh, Roz just seems like a very smart and reasonable person. You don't see a lot of dicks on TV either. No, you don't. Or penises. You see a bunch of fucking dicks oh, on TV. mate. Have you seen Australian television Mate, lately? we gotta fuck you, Scotty Cam. <laughs> but, like, it's... I remember someone telling me once that you're only allowed to see flaccid ones ever, though. Yeah, I've heard that. You can't... The only time I've ever seen an erect penis in any form of mainstream media... <laughs> yes. ...is uh, Bruno... Oh, when right. It, it stands up and then the tip of it says, hello, or whatever. That's right. Only time I can remember seeing it. Yeah, I think that's probably, uh, yeah, I'm on, the, I'm on the same page. Man. Uh, so, yeah, Theon's a dick. Um, uh, oh, yeah, so we uh, we go back to King's Landing, and this is a, a real uh, a real sit-down, you know, um, serious conversation between Varys and Ned, and, and Ned seems to be particularly suspicious of Varys from the start. Yeah, well, Varys comes in and shuts about 40 doors <laughs> yes. straight away. There's so many fucking open doors. <laughs> yes. And then he closes all of them up and sits down and he's like, I got some news. Yeah. Or some information. Now, what does he tell him? He, he, like, he doesn't say anything outright. He's just like, I heard about these things called the Tears of Lease. Lysa? Something like that. And uh, it tastes like water, looks like water, but it'll kill you. Yeah. It's expensive, so whoever got it can afford it. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. And, hey, perhaps somehow it got into John Aaron's water or food. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Ned? And Ned's like, what are you saying? And he's like, well, there's a poison exist, and you can give it to a man expensive, connect the dots, buddy. And Ned's like, okay, but what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, he does. He doesn't really get it. Yeah. He's like, but why would they have even wanted to kill uh, Hugh? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like that guy. And he's like, because you started asking too many questions, Ned. And then Ned's <laughs> response is like, I've got to ask more people about this. <laughs> I have 17 questions. <laughs> but yeah, so Hugh, yeah, he asks about Hugh. He asks about John Aaron. And Varys is basically like, well, maybe Hugh's dead because Hugh killed John Aaron because he was very close to John Aaron, and yeah. maybe John Aaron's dead because he asked too many questions. And yeah, some pretty wild allegations, but totally, they're from a dude who seems to know what's going on. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of of everyone, it seems like Littlefinger's a slimy little dude, Varys is a slimy little dude, and Ned is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but he's a really good guy trying to figure out what happened to his friend John Aaron. Well, the, and then. Uh, to skip over the next scene just really quickly, because Littlefinger and Varys have like this back and forth in the throne room. Yes. The fucking morons. <laughs> I know, It's yeah. such a crazy fucking conversation for them to be having in literally the middle of the city. Because <laughs> they're both... The, the What they're talking about is how they know all this stuff about each other. Yeah, and uh, Littlefinger's like, Varys, I reckon you're a pedophile. Yes. And then Littlefinger's like, I mean, Varys is like, yeah, well, I reckon you sell children to pedophile. And they, yeah. like, have these crazy fucking uh, things thrown at each other. They're both clearly right about. Yes. And, and then, then yeah. blackmail each other. Totally. With that shit. So it's just like, and, and yeah, the point being that they have spies and they can see everything all the time yeah. about each other as well. To the two guys who are both the most adept at, subterfuge and spying and covert yeah. stuff. They've got each other figured out. But to such a degree where they have like mutually assured destruction. Yes. Should one of them want to take out the other. Yes. Yes. Unless you would have just put a knife to someone's throat and then they couldn't say anything anyway. So I don't know. Just kill him, one of you. One of yeah. you kill the other one and then you win. Yes. 
but maybe they tell their little birds and one of the little birds flies up and says, G'day, yeah. I know this fucked up thing about Littlefinger. Well, they both seem to enjoy the game. Sure. They both really do seem to enjoy it. Littlefinger more than Varys, maybe. He, he just seems more like smarmy. And Varys is just like assured. I totally, think. Littlefinger's getting off on it, but, but Varys just happens to be good at it. Yeah. it seems like, and and will use that to survive. Yeah, yes, yeah, um, agreed. But that scene we skipped over, Arya's chasing a cat around. <laughs> yes, and um, well, she- that's part of her sword fighting training. I think what's his name, Sirio, was like, you got to be able to catch a cat, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I think <laughs> I I don't remember him saying that. Maybe I dreamt it. You got to go out there. Chase some pussy. That's what you're gonna do. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And then everyone's like, "Yes, the best joke ever." <laughs> uh, uh, but she's chasing this cat around. I'm assuming it is because Sansa says she's doing her dancing lessons. Yes. So it's probably something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, and she runs down into this basement to chase the cat. Mm-hmm. Hears people come and hides inside of a huge dragon skull. Yeah. And uh, it's Varys and Illyrio, who was the one over on the other continent, yep. helping out Vis- uh, Viserys. Yes, yes, who helped set up the marriage between Khal Drogo and Daenerys, who was basically, yeah, kind of standing slightly to the back and to the side the whole time yeah. over there. And they say something about, like, Ned has the book, or Ned- Ned's got access to the book or read the book when yep. he puts it all together. Yep. There's going to be trouble. He's he's seen the bastard or something about the bastard. He went to meet the bastard, yeah. Yep. And the wolf and the lion are going to be at, at each, each other's, other's throats. throats. Yeah. Soon. Yes. Uh, also mentioned Carl Drago's got a son on the way, which we already knew. Yep. Uh, but that gets the information over to there. Yes. And uh, Arya hears everything and sneaks off into like a sewer. Yep. And then goes downstairs, comes back up to the, um, <laughs> oh, that's right. to the castle after a bit of arguing. Yes. And uh, what's this next bit that happens? Um, what are we talking about? Arya finds Ned, tells him what she's overheard, but it's all mixed up. Oh, yeah, yeah. she only remembers patches of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So he and he kind of is clearly concerned. Again, he's like, wait, what? He doesn't dismiss it out of hand. He doesn't, no. he doesn't treat it like the ramblings you know, of a girl, of a young girl. He's like... Oh, the wolf and the lion and the butt. Because he knows. He the must bastard know. is the word, I think, where his ears kind of go boing. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, 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 ta- he's taking it on board. But then his little mate, his, what's his name? Jory. The guy who's always standing at the door is like, hey, there's someone to see you. Yeah. Is that Poole? Is that is his surname Poole? Because he was bigger Maybe. in the books, I know, because Jane Poole was bigger in the books too, but isn't really in the show. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. But he's, he's always with Ned. Uh, yeah. Up until now, he's always standing guard. He's always there. He's he's the one that talked to uh, Jamie a couple of episodes ago, outside the front door. But yeah, he's like, hey, hey, someone's here, and yeah. it's, it's 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 serious. I, I you know it, it's impressed upon him that something's going on. He's from the Night's Watch, I think. Um, uh, Ned immediately asks, like, is someone is Benjamin okay? Yeah, he doesn't yeah. ask about John. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He's like, Benjamin, my brother, is he all right? Yeah, Benjamin's fine. Benjamin's fine. It's uh, Yorin, the guy, the guy who goes recruiting for the Night's Watch, right? Um, because he uh was yeah chatting with uh, Tyrion a couple episodes ago, and he comes and tells Ned. Basically, hey, your wife's done something fucking insane, <laughs> uh, yeah. and um, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's the extent of that scene. Yeah, but he he yeah he says he, he's like Catelyn's got Tyrion. Yeah, fucking shut these fifty doors. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be coming for you. Yeah, and then we see Catelyn and Tyrion again. They're at the Eyrie. Yep, 
eerie, which apparently is a real word. Eerie, it's not yes. a made up magical word. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just a fantasy word. No, it's real. Does We've it, covered it on this show. Have we? <laughs> yes. Well, okay. It's an eagle's nest. Like a cu- okay. Yeah. Well, they're they're there at this big fucking huge castle on a cliff. Yep. Very high up, and yep. meet Catelyn's sister, who and and it, her nephew. Yes. John Aaron's son. So Robin. Robin and yeah. uh, what's what's her sister's name? Uh, Lysa. Lysa. Lysa Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Lysa and Robin Aaron are sitting there. And it is a creepy fucking scene. It's real creepy because we've we've seen incest in this show before. We've seen some fucked up stuff. But this isn't incest. It's somehow more distasteful and creepy to me. Oh, that's not the creepy, but I just meant the heights. <laughs> that kid's supping away on his mum's boob. That's normal. Yeah, this kid is like, what, 9, 10, yeah. maybe 11? Yeah. Yeah. And he is having a feed on his mum's titty. Yeah, which she's, I guess breastfeeding is fine, but she's, you know. Breastfeeding isn't fine when you're an 11-year-old kid. Yes. You meant it like medically you should have stopped by then. Totally, sure. Yeah. And De- developmentally, something's happened to this boy. <laughs> and it is the death of John Aaron, you assume. Because someone earlier said, like, have you fucking talked to your sister in a while? Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, about five years. And went, okay, she's different. Yeah, she changed. Uh, but John Aaron didn't die that long ago. No, I no. So I don't know why she has gone so weird. Yeah. Um. It seems like this. Yeah. This definitely has been going on for a long time. Um. But John Aaron was the hand for a long time, so maybe he wasn't home. Yeah, could be. And then he was at war before that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and she's just clearly got her own issues going on there. Yes. And so, by virtue of that happening now, this boy does too. Yes. And they're both very weird to them at first. Definitely not happy to see Catelyn. She's like, yeah. why the fuck did you bring him here? Really defensive, kind of. It's like, oh, yeah. finally you've decided to pay me a visit. Your sister, it's been so long. Okay, you're rocking up here now. And with Tyrion Lannister as, yeah. a, as a captive... And I get the feeling she just wants to be left alone, honestly. Like, just yeah. leave us in this fucking dumbass castle to die. Yeah. Um, the kid says he wants to see Tyrion fly, which, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, it's just very awkward, and they take um, Tyrion off to a cell. Yes, a cell in the side of the castle that overlooks the biggest hole in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's, it's just got three walls, and the fourth wall is all of nature. Yes. A hundred metres down. Yes. And Tyrion hates meta comedy, so he doesn't want to break the fourth wall. He just wants <laughs> to stay inside. But yeah, it, that looks like if I was in that, I would be terrified. I was in Wellington, New Zealand last week, yes. and we were on the sixth floor where there was a balcony, and I couldn't stand on the balcony. <laughs> Jesus. Because like, there were mountains nearby, yeah, and yeah. that made it seem higher up for some oh, Also, yeah. it had fucking holes in it. So well, it was it was like, um, uh, not corrugated, it was like iron, but with like little round holes right, right. in it, which is terrifying, because then all the ones down below have holes too, so you oh, can see straight God. down to the bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, don't like heights. No, I, I've, I'm sure you've seen the photo. I think it's like one of the New York skyscrapers has the observation deck where the glass comes under your feet like that. Yeah. I, and just the photo gives me vertigo. Oh, fuck that shit, man. Like, I, go, just look up. <laughs> you can see the same shit if you look up or go walk around. Yeah, yeah. That's all a view is. It's just lazy. Views are lazy because you can go see all of those things close up if you just walk to them. I, That's I, how I'm going to excuse it. I, no, I agree. I agree with the heights thing. Everything about this place is unsettling, including totally. Yeah, from from the uh, bizarre queen Even slash princess to the uh, to the weird yeah height 
um, height-based prison cell. Yeah. Even the guards on the way in are, like, They're, really standoffish. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. this woman, to the sister of the ruler of the place. Yes, exactly. She grew up there. Like, this is her home. This yeah. Winterfell is the Stark's home, but this is Catelyn's home. Well, no, home. I think that Eerie is John Aaron's home. Oh, really? And is it? Catelyn grew up at River Run, which is somewhere else. Right. Yeah, yeah right. This, this is, this is uh, uh, Lysa Aaron's adopted home. Right. But it's she, where John Aaron is from. She, yeah, okay. So this is Lysa Aaron's Winterfell then. Totally. And, they, it's, and, and the, it's Robin's Winterfell because he's, I guess, technically the lord of the place. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, River Run. I guess I don't know if we've seen it because if I think if we had, I would have been able to make that connection. Yeah. No, we've not seen that. And River Run is where Littlefinger grew up too because that's how he knew Catelyn. Yeah. For okay. at least part of his life. Right. 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 So the Eerie is 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 just an alien place for Catelyn. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. But I don't think I ever figured the, that out. <laughs> her sister is the the mother of the Lord. Sure. There, so she should still be welcome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. odd. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to fucking um, King's Landing. Yes. And there's a small council meeting being called. Ned's like, no, fuck off. I need to see the king. Yeah. Like, yeah, the king's out the small council. Yep. Ned's like, what? Yeah. He's doing his job. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> this is surprising. Um, something must be up. And something is up. They've, uh, they've got word that Daenerys is pregnant f- uh, f- with Carl Drogo's babe with his son as well yeah in, specifically which is that re, how is that confirmed um yeah i guess thingo uh daenerys went like i know it's a boy right but didn't the i i feel like the um the dothraki have some some way of finding it out right and even if it's maybe a son i think they're like we need to fucking kill them. well yes exactly that's it. it yeah if it's a, a child at all the fact that the marriage has happened the, a baby's coming this is the that alliance is you know, yeah. is sound. Uh, and Robert is freaking out. Robert is clearly very scared of the Dothraki. Yes. The idea of them, it's like, because he's a confident dude. He thinks like, oh, start a war. Who cares? I rule seven kingdoms. Yes. But then the Dothraki's like, nope, there's no way to beat him. <laughs> yeah. 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 For a guy who wishes they were at war currently, because yeah. he could be a soldier again, he's like, this terrifies me to my boots. And then, and they're scary. We've seen them. Yeah. And Ned's like, I'll be afraid of them when their horses learn to run on water. And it's like, fucker, that's a boat. <laughs> yes. You're talking about a boat. You fucking- know boats exist. Yeah. So, like, it. every single person other than Ned agrees. Yes. We've got to take out this person. None of them want to do it. They're all like, this is gross. Yeah. But we kind of, you get, you get the picture, I feel like, from this scene again that Robert just is pa- like, terrified of this happening and just has to you know yeah it's just is fully in, in support of it uh <clears throat> varus expresses this is not the nicest thing in the world to and you do. can't really tell if he's just saying that because he knows it's what ned wants to hear sure but but he does say that he's like yeah. this isn't pleasant k- killing a woman and a, a child but like the alternative is we all die probably. totally this is the job yeah little finger sort of in the same boat um, and, and Renly as well. None of them uh, seem to be, like, bloodthirsty, except Robert, I feel like. And Thingo, what does um, Old Mate say? Oh, the Maester. Yeah. What's his remember. name? Maester Pycelle. Pycelle, yeah. Yeah, he just kind of the exact same thing. They're yeah. all saying the same thing, but Robert is very gung-ho about it. Yep. They're clearly not afraid of Viserys. Yeah. They mention him, like, that fucking fool or something. Yeah. But Carl Drogo I- is the one they're afraid of. Mixed with the Targaryens. Yeah. So both sides of the fucking world would believe that this is their king. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. We got to kill it. Yeah. Which I kind of understand. And then Ned is, he, this is his moment to take a stand 
and he just picks up. Robert's like, if you won't do it, I'll find a hand who will. Yes. And Ned's like, yeah, fine. Yeah. Take a little stupid badge back. Yeah. Which I think he wanted to do anyway. He was already getting pretty overwhelmed by how complex and confusing this this job and this environment was. Never wanted to be there in the first place. Yeah. So I think he's pretty quicker to pull the trigger on this because, like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to be here anyway. Yes. And this is the point where he makes his little moral decision here of not to kill them. Uh, Not a little decision, but it it is kind of naive. Yes, and we talked about... Uh, this sort of situation. I think it might have been. It was in the last episode of this show, but it was it was the the uh, conversation between Ned and Robert on the road. Yeah, where Robert sort of very quickly switches from being a kind of gross, lecherous dude to a very serious, paranoid dude who knows about Daenerys, knows that this alliance is potentially happening, and just wants to get them killed. And Ned is like, "Nah, man, that's." kind of shitty you can't just assassinate someone yeah and i think yeah we spoke about how the even then it betrayed ned's naivete and and his the fact that his honor was gonna get in the way it was a problem it made him wrong yeah yeah and and he cannot stand that yeah the only other thing that ever really bothers him is people bringing up Jon snow yeah and like you fucked up with that one didn't you and he's like yeah well (laughs) suck a dick fuck off fuck off but yeah, so this is the 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 logical endpoint to that conflict of values. And Robert's fucking furious. He's yeah. yelling at him as he walks out the door, like, "I'll have your head on a spike." Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, that kind of thing of like, if we weren't mates back, you know, in the old days, I would already have your head on a spike. Get out of here before I can do something. Totally. To but then later on, I can't remember who says it to him, but someone says to Ned, like, "He'll calm down." Yeah, he's just angry. Yeah. Uh, then Renly, after this uh, small council, he's getting shaved by Loras. <laughs> yeah. They are uh, having a little bit... Like, he wants to take all of his hair off. Loras wants to take all yep. of Renly's hair off. <laughs> yep. Renly, very, very grossed out by blood. Yeah. Seems to be kind of like... He's the youngest of the Baratheon brothers. Yes. And clearly the greenest. Yep. Yep. Uh, not, not up for a fight, but Loras who seems to be pretty experienced and pretty uh, handy with a sword, is like, I reckon you should be king. Yes. First, first he's like, hey, you could be a fighter. All you have to do is practice. I'm, I'm not naturally gifted. Yeah. I wasn't given this. I worked at it. So you work hard at something and you can get it. And, yeah, then it sort of transitions into him saying, like, you know, if you work hard at being... A king, you can be that too. Yeah, Stannis is a dick. <laughs> Robert, he's clearly fucking, you know, fucking everything up. And because that's what Renly says, he's like, "I'm fourth in line." He's like, "Fuck Joffrey, that guy's a psycho." Yes, Robert doesn't even want to do it, and that guy's a dick. Yeah, Stannis, who we haven't met, yeah. fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of paints him as like just a boring, annoying, just like Stannis sucks. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, people love you. People, Renly Baratheon, the be the capture the hearts and minds. Yeah, and then uh, gives him a little nick with the razor. <laughs> yeah. to draw some blood, which he's like, oh, ugh. he's really grossed out by blood. He's <laughs> yeah. just look at it. We've all got it. Yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot of this because I reckon you should be king. Yeah, lots of people getting in each other's ears about shit. Totally. And so Loras is a Tyrell who we haven't met any other Tyrells. No, we yet. have not. So this is a whole nother house who we yeah. don't really know the background of at this point. No, all we know, and I remember have like watching this the first time round, 
feeling like Loris embodied whatever this house was. So it was flashy, um, attractive, but also strong and and you know and yeah. and powerful. And clearly scheming too. Because yes. he goes like, "Hey, you should be king." And then immediate blowjob, which like yes. just Pavlovian reinforcement yeah. of like, "Oh yeah. man, being the king makes me feel like I'm coming." <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um yeah, which is an interesting scene because up until that point, Renly's just straight out being a good dude that we like. He's just been mucking about, happy to be there. He seemed yep. like, hey, look, my brother's the king. I got to do all the work, but fuck it. I'm totally, here. but seems smart. All of his contributions are, are pretty level-headed yep. and, and well thought out. And yeah, this is the first kind of moment where he's being dragged into, yeah, the scheming and, the, and, and that kind of stuff. Totally, and completely not his idea. Yeah. And he's like... I'm fourth in line, which someone who would say when in line to be in the king they are would suggest that they've never thought about just taking it before. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's um, definitely uh, something that seems as though it's going to have some import. Yes. Uh, and then we get some export, whatever, with uh, uh, Cersei and Robert having a bit of a chat. Yes. And they haven't really talked to each other w- with any... Uh, openness or like or depth or anything, yeah, yeah. We all we all we ever see of them up until this point is just them sitting side by side while something else is happening. Yeah, basically. Cersei looking fucking mad about something. Yeah, and uh, well, Robert looking drunk. A, a lot. It's her being mad about him being drunk. Yeah, yeah, kind of, or just him being fucking there at all. Yeah, she just seems to kind of hate him. Yes, and comes in and they basically say as much about each other. They're like, hey, look, it's time to admit we fucking hate each other. Yeah. But that's okay, right? And they both seem to be like, yeah, I guess that's fine. Yeah, you know, it's the reality of the, you know, the world we live in. It's a marriage for, you know, um, political... You they know, have a laugh together saying their marriage is the thing holding the kingdom together and they're both yep. like, that's fucking nuts. Yes. Yeah. But they seem to both get it and be okay with the position they're in. Yeah, to an extent. Because we also, we, we know so far, like... Cersei resents how she's treated by him and he yeah. was in love with another woman who died. <laughs> totally. And then they, he goes into that massively here. Yeah. And, and But they get it to the point where they both like the power enough to sacrifice that part of their lives. Yeah. yeah. Seems to be the situation they're in. But then she kind of says, yeah, she, you always really loved her, right? And he's like, yeah, her dying fucked me. Like, mm. that's why I'm this fat dude. Yeah. He doesn't say all this, but you can tell that's where all of his frustration and all of his fucking bullshit comes from. Yeah, sure. This love of his life, who was um, uh, Lyanna Stark, yep. uh, got killed. Yep. And then she's like, you know, towards the start, I was into you. Yeah. And asks him, like, did you ever give a fuck about me? And he just flat out tells her no. Yeah. Which is pretty. It. it so many things about Cersei, the more you dig, are like, oh, I can see why she's the way she is. Yes. Yes. She is clearly being used as like this political tool mm-hmm. to and has been had all these fucking shitty things happen to her through her life. So yeah, it's kind of makes sense that yeah. she would be a little bit uh cold. Yes. Um asp- yeah, I think that scene is 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 really well done as well because yeah, like we've seen a few episodes of 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 these characters, and we we've come to dislike Cersei already. Um, all the weird stuff with Jamie, but also the way she just talks to people and acts. Yeah, the manipulation with Sansa, all that kind of stuff. Just we, being deliberately a dick to yeah. like Catelyn and to Ned and to everybody. Yeah. yeah, 
when she gets the opportunity. The stuff she said to Joffrey about everyone's against us, you know. Yeah. Um, so we we really don't like her. Uh, and Robert is like the classic King character who's a bit of a buffoon, but he also has much more depth than uh, the typical you know King character would yeah. have. And this scene sort of reveals even more hidden depths and, and covers this relationship again and, and uncovers more about it. And for that to end with him so coldly dismissing her as a person... I th- I think is like just another reason why this show is so good. Yeah, I I th- just think it's a great scene because he, I like his best days are long behind him, and he lives as such. Like he is totally like I'm. I might as well be dead. I don't give a fuck about any of this. Sure, sure. And but she wants so much out of everything that I think, uh, yeah, she definitely feels a little held back by him. And and yes, uh, not a character that we would assume will happily be held back. No. <laughs> and, well, and we've seen that. Yeah. She has clearly killed John Aaron because when they are looking over the body, she's like, what if someone finds out? Sure, yes. By, con- by you know, context clues at this point, we, yeah. We've, we know they've we killed John Aaron. That, we know yeah. they tried to kill uh, Brand twice. Yes. Her and Jamie. So, like, she is fucking ruthless. Yeah. But... Because she's been through all this shit, kind of. Or she's been through all this shit as well and has always been ruthless. Who knows? Yeah, yes. Uh, um, but yeah, that that scene was good. I agree with that. Yeah. Then uh, Ned goes to meet one of the little bastards. <laughs> yes. Of, uh, of Robert's. Because, yeah, Littlefinger's told him, like, hey, I have a bastard who you can meet before you leave town. <laughs> yeah. And He's a real son of a bitch. And then Ned's like, no, 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 I don't have time. He's like, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. You don't have time. Only take an hour. All right, see you later. <laughs> yeah. And it walks out and it totally works on him. Yeah. Ned goes down <laughs> to this brothel where one of the sex workers there has given birth to a daughter. Yeah. Uh, John Aaron came down, asked about the kid. Yes. So another. This is the second kid we've seen John Aaron be on the trail of. Yeah, and so and this this scene is uh, Ned Littlefinger and uh, the woman and the baby. Right. Yeah. Littlefinger's there because and, Ned- and Ned's guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So Ned is is kind of like so. Why was John Aaron going around and checking out all the bastards? Like. Just out of fatherly, you know, concern. Like, why is Robert? Why is he doing this? Why is he checking up on them? Like, yeah. sure, he's whoring and, and fucking around, and there's going to be bastards out there. But it seems like there was a concerted effort over the past, you know, yeah. six months or whatever, to find all of these bastards and find out who the mums are and find out exactly where they are. That's yeah. what John Aaron was doing. Um, and yeah, there's questions of like, did Robert want to make sure they're okay? Yes. Did he give a fuck? Was yeah. Robert anything to do with this? Yeah. So something, something that, something's up, and Ned's asking questions, and I don't know if they're the right questions to be asking, but well, he's... loud fucking questions, too. Still the yeah. same thing of, like, uh, this woman does not seem to get it. Because she <laughs> yes. just straight away is like, oh, yeah, he came down here, it was all good. Oh, he's not that sort of... D-. Just tells him everything. Yeah. And Ned doesn't even say to her, like, okay, if a third person comes and asks, <laughs> yes. don't say anything. Yeah. Say that you just have a daughter... You said you haven't been with anyone else since. Why are you still living in the brothel? <laughs> yeah. But I guess that makes sense because you're probably being put up here by Littlefinger. Yeah, and just had a baby. But, like, holy shit, lady, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. But, Not very discreet. Yeah. And, and sex workers, supposed to be discreet as far as I know. I think that's one of the main things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is... 
yeah, this is weird. Littlefinger's there, kind of as a little go-between man, doing the whole, the whole yeah, the whole uh, middleman uh, act. Yeah. And so Ned's like, huh, all right, bastards, John Aaron, checking up on him. Something happened to John Aaron. What's going on here? But who cares? Time for me to leave. That's it, yeah. I'm going to go back up to Winterfell. Fuck these guys. Yeah, I quit. I quit already. Yeah. I'm not getting caught up in this mess. I'm Fuck getting this. out of here. I'm hot. I want to go home. <laughs> yeah. And but, so... So he does leave, and outside there's like 20-ish Lannister men. Yep. Jamie on a big horse. Yep. Being all, hey, <laughs> your wife's got my brother. <laughs> yeah. Put him up. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they fucking put him up. Yes. it's They have a big old fight. Uh, Ned's, like, cutting guys down as well. And Ned is also like, if you kill me, she will kill Tyrion. And he's like, take him alive then. Yeah. And they kill everyone else. Yeah. The the Lannister guys come in. And, yeah, Ned's holding his own. Yep. Ned's boy stabbed Jor- through the eye Jor- by Jamie. Yep. Big old uh, skull shot. Yep. <laughs> and then... Uh, Ned and Jamie have their own uh, sword fight. Yeah. And it, it's looking pretty intense. Like, they do not like each other. One of them's going to walk away dead. No. <laughs> roll <laughs> away dead. You could have just said one of them's going to walk away. Well, only one's going to walk away. Yeah. Yes. That's the... But then... Uh, but it's, of- and it's a good fight. They're evenly matched. Yeah. Jamie has been boasting like a motherfucker up until this point. Yeah. He's the best swordsman in the land. He's got the shiny armor. And he's still being smug about it during the fight. Yes. He's giving those little grins. He's like, <laughs> yeah, man, I know how to use a sword. <laughs> haven't even broken a sweat. <laughs> yeah, haven't even broken a sweat. One of my famous little sweats. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Ned's just like, fuck this. I'm going hell for leather and I'm going to cut this guy down. I hate this guy. He's annoying. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really closely matched fight. Until one of Jamie's guys comes up and shoves a harpoon through Ned's leg. <laughs> yes. And yeah, Jamie is not happy about that. No. Fucking punches Captain Ahab over there right in the face. Just smashes him out, like knocks him to the ground. Which was great. Yeah. And it's perfect. Like in... Even in a scene where, you know, the guy we like, Ned, is he's getting fucked, you know? Like, he's, yeah. all his men have been killed. He's about to get arrested. We know what's going on here. Arrested but, at best. Yes, yes. But we still are, I think, enjoying the the layers of, of Jamie's character that are being revealed. He loves to fight. He loves to test himself. And he's got this guy, Ned, who is a pretty close match. And yeah. he, he hasn't he had clearly, a close match in a while. He clearly loves his brother as well. Like Sure, he, yeah. He was doing it for Tyrion, and I think genuinely. Yep, yep. Uh, and that's another effective episode cliffhanger end. Yeah, yeah. Ned just kind of rolls onto his side. And starts like he's sweating and going, doing that thing where he goes like... <laughs> like that kind of breathing that ne- I don't think ever happens in real life. Yeah, unless you get stabbed through the calf by a harpoon, maybe. I reckon I'd just be like, oh, shit, man. <laughs> well, except... For, that was my favourite leg. When you see a height, you <laughs> start to cry. Yeah, no, but I don't cry. I like... Say, you start going... <gasps> No, when I get scared, I tend to say, like, a oh, fuck off. Uh, like, <laughs> I don't like spiders and heights, and I will yell at both. Yeah. <laughs> get out of here, you height. Um, but, yeah, so Ned... And it's like, I think it's a really effective reaction. It's not realistic, like you said, but he is clearly overwhelmed by what is yeah. going on, which is, as a viewer, pretty fucking overwhelming yeah, as well. Totally. You can tell it's actually fucked him, and there will be repercussions. Yes. Yeah. This is yeah another one of those moments in this series and like you know we talked about the first episode Bran getting pushed out of the window yeah this is another moment where it's like I've never seen a show 
or you know a work of art do this before yeah. where they've set up the stakes so effectively that I am genuinely worried and and cannot predict what's going to happen next. Yeah, totally. Um, I think it, now yeah. Ari and Sansa are in trouble. They're both in King's Landing. Yep. What else are we set up with? Robert fucking hates Ned at the moment, so that's not great to be captured by a king who doesn't like you right now. Yep. Jamie has just ridden off, but like has won this battle. Yep. Uh, Cersei also does not seem to like the Starks. So totally. Another. Uh, uh, Catelyn doesn't seem to be in a great place in the no, era. No, she she has like a a um, a pawn. She has a piece in her in her favor in that she has Tyrion. Yeah. Uh, as a captive, but. But also, he's actually a captive of the Eyrie, and she's not in control there. Yeah, exactly. Maybe she, we. It feels like she could very well be thrown into a cell <laughs> in the next episode. If she puts a foot wrong with yeah. that fucking creepy little Robin kid. Yes. Totally. Uh, Tyrion, also in a very bad place there. Yep. Uh, what else do we have? Winterfell, Theon is like just still being a dick, but Rob's there, so it's fine. Yeah. Is is getting yeah he's getting uppity. We don't really like him at this point. No, we didn't check in on John this episode or the entire Eastern Continent. No Daenerys, no Viserys. Yes, true. No Carl uh, Drogo. I watched fucking Aquaman, not Aquaman, <laughs> Justice um, League. Yeah, on the yeah. plane the other day. It's terrible. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but Carl uh, Drogo is good in that. Yeah, cool. Oh, cool. like he does it as well as he could. But yeah. that's a fucking lame character. Yeah, he has some lines that are just like. I can't remember what they are, but it's like, oh, super cool, bro. And he just, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He basically just says, hell yeah, my dude, and does a shotgun. Completely. My man. <laughs> yeah. And, ugh, bad movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, this was a good episode of this show, I thought. Yeah. I think that's basically where everyone is at the moment. You started the episode of this podcast saying you didn't like that episode. I've changed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I like I just watched it while I was like, fuck, I've got to do all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah. I um, It's not as dynamic throughout as some of the other episodes no and it does throw a lot at you there's a, a lot of scenes of people just having conversations and some of the time the conversations are not clear or as a viewer we're not entirely sure what they relate to and it's a lot of setup there's clearly a lot of stuff that's going to come back in this episode yes. like Loras talking to uh, Renly and all of that sort of stuff it's like sure. well that's not going to be there and nothing happened yep. out of it yep. but you don't see anything happen yet and I guess uh, because we know what happens we know we know what leads to things or what doesn't or what plot lines go where and so it's kind of like for an episode where it's just setting up stuff and I found very interesting the first time and the second time. Uh, yeah, maybe it's not as dynamic if you already know <laughs> what happens. Maybe, yeah. And it's like it, the the um, what would the word be? The the quickness, <laughs> speed. <laughs> no, because there, there is a word that I'm not remembering. But the the way that the storytelling was very condensed in the first few episodes, oh, sure. where stuff happened. And showed your character and at the same time. Yeah. Not as much of that. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That, this is a lot more of just like settling in to watch two guys talk to each other. Yeah. Um, Which, and it's all good talking, but it's it's not the same sort of uh, pace. Yes. As the rest of it. Yep. But still fine. And uh, I guess that's it for the non-sealed yes. portion of this podcast. Yeah, that was the uh, uh, season one, episode five, The Wolf and the Lion. Which I think makes sense. Yeah. You know, that title. Wolves are loud yep. and lions are quiet. And <laughs> this episode was both loud and quiet. <laughs> totally, totally. Uh, so, uh, yeah, first time viewers 
of Game of Thrones. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Experience Throne. Well, also, Thrones. for anybody oh. who's a first time listening, like, send us an email if you want. <laughs> no, we no. should say all of that stuff <laughs> here. Yes. Um, yeah, if you are listen- uh, watching along with us as we are watching it again, we'd really like to know what you think of the show so far. Yeah. What do you think is going on? What do you what what characters are you liking? What yeah, what plot lines are you most invested in? Um yeah, get in touch with us and and let us know what you think and and uh, theorize. Where can they do that? They can get in touch with us uh, on Twitter at Aria talking to me, uh, on Facebook at yeah, facebook.com/aria talking to me. Uh, are you talking to me pod at gmail.com or our personal Twitters and all that stuff as well. Yeah, great. Also, just very quickly, we've both got comedy festival shows starting this week if you're in Melbourne. Mm. As of the 29th of March through to the 22nd of April, we'll be doing, uh, I'll be doing my show, which is at 6.30 at Trades Hall. It's stand-up, and I'm doing it. If you want to come to that, yeah. go to my Twitter and there's links there. Adam G. Knox is my Twitter. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Pretty cool. The G is for Game of Thrones. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, and us and Timothy Clark and Rosie Vanell are doing The Death of Chimp Cop, a narrative sketch comedy show extravaganza. Uh, also at Trades Hall at 8.30pm, same dates as Adam's stand-up. So if you want to do the double, uh, I suggest you do. It'll be a really fun night. Do that um, double. Details and tickets at comedyfestival.com.au. Yeah, so first-time viewers, see you later. Yeah, see you next episode. Second-time viewers, welcome to the sealed (laughs) section. (laughs) Little fingers up the back, ask him for anything you desire. Apparently, literally fucking anything. That was gross. Corpses, he talked about. Corpses, that was the thing that was illegal, I think. I've forgotten that bit. Yeah, Uh, so, yeah. Which doesn't really come back. Littlefinger's whole brothel-running empire doesn't show up other than this first season, really. Totally, totally. He he rapidly uh, moves up in the world. Yeah. I, I feel like, I can't remember exactly when, but it's it's pretty it's pretty soon, right? Doesn't I mean, he's already on the council. But he gets given Harrenhal at some point. He makes a move on Lysa pretty snappily. That's right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't remember when that is, but he, he definitely... I feel like he comes out of Ned's death... Up as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he you can see him pulling the strings of it so far. Like, he clearly set it up with fucking Jamie to show up at his brothel. Totally. Because why, why would Jamie have known <laughs> that Ned was there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, him getting him down to the brothel even was him setting that up. Like, you can tell he wants Ned out of the picture. All of the information. Like, we know that Varys is a, has this network of spies. Yeah. But in this case... All this stuff is going through the brothel, like the all of the like Littlefinger's known about this stuff all yeah. along. And Varys being on Ned's side and being like, maybe look into this stuff. And Varys and uh, Littlefinger clearly being on opposite sides, yeah. Also suggests like if Varys wants Ned as an ally, Littlefinger's going to want him out of the picture. Totally, totally. Uh, which. Yeah, I I thought that stuff was done really well in this. Uh, a couple of little notes I wrote down about future stuff. Yes. Robert is very much right about the Dothraki and seems to be the only person who is. I know, right? He's the only person who gives a shit about how dangerous they are. Yep. And, and like everyone else is like, those fucking idiots are over there and will never, ever be a problem. Yes. And I think as a viewer, right up until recent seasons, I was kind of like, yeah, they're not really going to go over there, surely. Like, yeah. Something's going to go wrong. Daenerys is going to lose them. You know, like, 
lose their their favor. Like something will will fuck up. There's no way they're getting on boats and going over to Westeros because the way they're painting them is these like superstitious. Uh, they are that culture to a degree, but at the same time, their primary thing is go and fucking tear shit up. Yes, and that grows and grows and grows. The fact that their bank is on Essos. Yeah, in yeah. Bravos. Yep. And they're not worried about the Dothraki rolling into there. Seems crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. People yep. just seem to be really underestimating the Dothraki. Yes. Except and, for Robert. Yes. And so Robert is he's not tapped into the stuff that's immediately around him. You know, yeah. like he's not weirdly not suspicious of Cersei or anything, you know, like that. Because they're not strength. They're fucking manipulation and they're backstabbing, which right. he doesn't respect. Sure, yeah. Yes. And he specifically talks about that, how he yeah. hates how the world has become a world of backstabbers. Yeah. And yeah, and so yeah, he he but he doesn't he just he, that's his blind spot. He doesn't see the scheming around him. Or, getting, or doesn't give a shit, or possibly. Maybe, yeah. Because if he gets ousted, he'll find another war and win again, I think is in his head. Like right. he's, he th- he's the toughest guy in the world, except for the Dothraki. Right, which and it's because it's like on his level. He's like, oh, these... I'm a soldier, but I'll get fucked up by these totally. guys. Totally. They got a bigger sword. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, in the north, uh, Maester, whatever, is telling Bran, like, they have kids on horses when they're four. Like, they yeah. clearly know about the Dothraki, but then they're like, no, but they're scared of water. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh, that can change. I guess in a world where one family is, like, the boat family. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but even that's stupid. It's like, well, surely they could be convinced. Well, but, and obviously, you know, that'll happen yeah. later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Robert's right about that just blind to everything else around him um i like the little bit of Arya going through the gates it's a lot like in right. season seven when she comes back to winterfell oh yeah and yeah there's the two guys there who don't believe her again people just keep thinking she's this ratty little idiot trying little to boy. get boy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and uh I, I don't know if that was a deliberate yeah echoing a little thing, parallel like yeah it. yeah that's cool nice. And uh, also, Bron says, impregnate the bitch, which comes back later on. <laughs> yeah. There wasn't, I mean, for as much uh, about in this episode that was like scheming and, and seeding, you know, future plot ideas or, yeah. you know, revelations and, you know, all this covert stuff, a lot of it is contained within the first season kind of machinations, it feels like. The first couple, at least, yeah, because like all the stuff with Renly. That goes nowhere. Yep. <laughs> uh, all the stuff with Stannis, even. Sure. Apart. Sure. Uh, but also, it's all about the bastards yeah. and the murder of John Aaron. Yeah, and the bastards, obviously, you know, Gendry gets sidelined into one plot and then taken away for the whole show. Yeah. And the John Aaron stuff is wrapped up uh, with Ned's death, essentially. Basically, yeah. And then it's about just Joffrey's ascent. Yes, and Joffrey not a massive part of this really yet, which no. I think is cool. Yeah, I think that's good because you. That when Ned's beheading comes up later, yes, that is the first time you really see him flip out and be a cunt, yeah, uh, to the level that he's able to be it. Yeah, when does when does the stuff with like doesn't he like he kills Roz like he beats that's it way death? later, right. way later, yeah, right. So it's just him. him, him kind of flipping out with the power in front of that crowd of people and going like kill him, yeah, right. Is the first time you really see like oh this kid's a psycho, yes, and that's revealed further. I guess yeah, second season, but then Tyrion's around, yeah, but yeah, and yeah, all that stuff with Tyrion at the Eyrie, him and Bronn seeing each other and like that's cool, each other yeah, is cool. I, but, I actually find it found it. Hard not to talk about Bronn now the way 
I feel oh, not to talk about Bron in this p- episode we talked about, like the way that I would talk about him now. Because right. he's so strong a, a character already. Yeah. That it's just the actor does a great job. He's nailed it from the start. And so it's hard not to be like, oh, yeah, Bron. Because it's like, oh, no, he, no, he's not really anything yet. Totally. His little glimpses when they start talking money and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a made up character for the show as well. Yeah. Which is called, him and Roz are the two. Right. Uh, main ones of them. But yeah, I, there's there's not a lot uh, uh, in this that really impacts later in the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to that I can figure out. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the, first, the past couple episodes I was picking up heaps as it was going along, and this it was just like, no, no, this is just this episode, and and knowing that these storylines, yeah, wrap up pretty soon. Do you know what's interesting as well? Because everyone was talking about Littlefinger being this schemer, and he's such a clever schemer, and he gets all this stuff done. <laughs> yes. And people were annoyed with how he died in the seventh season. Yeah, I was. Like, I was annoyed. Yeah. Watching this now, I'm like, oh, he's not that good, though, is he? <laughs> no, and that's that's the thing. It's that fucking ladder speech he gave is the reason people thought that. It's one of the best things in the show. It's good, but he's a douche. He's I, an idiot still. I really, yeah, having thought about this episode a bit more, it's like he's just in the right place at the right time. He runs a brothel, yeah, and all this information seems to be passing through it. And he's made those moves well, but I think his biggest thing that he gets away with is not really being important for a long time. Sure. And the second he tries to actually make his move... Then people are like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that it is making me a little more comfortable with, because I kind of at the same time was like, oh, Littlefinger hasn't done anything for two seasons and now he's dead. Right. But him being how he is here, I think he just sucks a bit. I think that uh, this, again, might just be the strength of the performance. Like, yeah. The, the, and, and certainly, like, I, yeah, I'll miss that guy, Aiden, yeah. Aiden, whatever his name is. Playing Littlefinger in the show. Yeah. Like, but he does it really and, well. And his performance is that he's a con man and that he's this yeah. grifter. Yeah. And he, that's what he's getting everyone with now, that he's painting himself as this guy. Yeah, that yeah. he's probably not. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was an all right episode. Yep. I'm uh, looking forward to this season ramping up and going crazy towards the end. Totally. I'm looking forward to having a bit more time to fucking sit there and watch them without feeling guilty. Yes. That's going to be very nice. Yes, yes. Uh, but, yeah, for now... I guess uh, that's that's all there is to say. Yeah, thanks to our sealed section listeners, and um, we'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.